the name of Jesus Christ. The name that's above every name. The name that you can find healing and salvation, deliverance, and anything else you need on this Wednesday night. I come to bless the name. Come back power in the name. Devils can be driven out. Lives can be transformed. On this Wednesday night, a miracle can happen. Know the name of Jesus and be honored. God's got it. God's got it. He's always had it. And he had changed his mind about it. Sister Lynn, he's got it. I don't know the process, but he does. He knows every doctor to touch, every nurse to touch, or he's got a set of brand new lungs. Just any moment in time to put them in the body because he's God. They're going to come by the name of Jesus. By the name of Jesus. By the name of Jesus. That's how they're going to come. Woo! Boy, it's good to feel God in. Promise you one thing. There's no shadow turning in him. He didn't wake up confused this morning because he didn't even wake up. Because he didn't go to sleep last night. Bible says it don't slumber and it doesn't sleep. You and I slumber and we sleep and we get in trouble, but not God. He is not trouble from the very beginning. He knew all of this from the very time, first time he breathed into the lungs of the first man called Adam. And life came in that body. Hallelujah. And you know what? He's got it all mapped out. And he's got it all written out. And I'm going to believe the author. I'm going to trust the author. And the author's going to finish what he set out to do. So I'm going to hang on for the ride. I said, I'm going to hang on for the ride. I'm not going to do it depressed and down and out. They take Montana to Atlanta. God don't have no problem showing up in Atlanta. In fact, I told him today, God, if you need me to, if you'll let me know, I'll make a trip to Atlanta. Well, they won't let you in. God can do anything. God can blind them and bind them. Just walk right on in there and lay our hands on, pray for it. They don't even know what happened. He went to the devil's camp and took the key. I can't, do you understand who we're serving? He's not, he's not a limited God. He doesn't know no ends and no beginnings. He don't know any of that. He's from everlasting to everlasting. Hallelujah. He's the author and the finisher. The beggar and the guy. I'm telling you, he's everything. So I'm not depressed tonight. I'm not down and out. You know that little companion? We're going to get it fixed. You know what may happen? I may see some folks out of this community. It's going to pull in here and help us fix it. There's a good chance it may not cost us a penny. But I, I, you know how I feel about that now. I ain't big on that. I like to pay people for what they do. Amen. <laughs> anyway, we're going to talk about it after service tonight. I'm going to get with the men. All Everybody wants to hang around. We're going to talk about what we talked about back there. and What we're going to do, try to get it fixed and things of that nature. You know why? This is the house of God. Hallelujah. I want people to be worried about. Hallelujah. There's more worried about that thing leaning than I am. Hallelujah. Uh, talked to somebody the other day. And he, he said, man, one more wind to that thing. I said, no, it ain't going nowhere. <laughs> oh, you don't see the angels, but God's got them there, sweetheart. This God rides on the clouds. This God, amen, it doesn't matter. There's no place, the writer said, there's no place I can hide from his presence. All right, watch this. Who created hell? Devil or God? Who created the lake of fire? The devil or God? He is the creator. Watch this. He even had great evil spirits. your Bible. Sure did. We're just in a fight, folks. We're going to win. I don't know how many times I've been knocked down. Sometimes even knocked out. But when I woke up, 
God get, get a little bit of a census to me. I got to read in the Word of God. I found out God said He wouldn't leave me nor forsake me. And I began to be, uh, dip high some strength and get back up. Hallelujah. Oh, enemy, don't, don't rejoice against me. Though you slay me, I shall rise. Hallelujah. With these eyes, I'm going to see my Maker. With these eyes, amen, after the earth worms does not need the flesh up. I'm going to see my Maker. I'm going to see the one that created me. I'm going to be able to love and worship Him in a fashion that we've always longed to do. God bless you. You can be seated tonight. Good to see everybody in the house of the Lord. It is so good to see Sister Linda McSwain back there. God bless her heart. Amen. Good to see her here. Man, Sister Shaw, God bless you. It's good to see you back with us tonight. And good to see each one of you in the house of the Lord tonight. We're not going to try to be lengthy. Three verses. How amazing. I'm not telling you I'm going to get through with them. <laughs> Praise God. All right. That's a powerful little chapter, powerful, powerful verses there. Amen. And uh, I really believe that we'll get the heart of, of this, this little Psalms right here. And uh, come to a true realization that it's really not about us. It's not about me. It, it, really, it's not. Praise God. It's about him. Amen. And the one that penned these words found himself... Now, he wasn't in a, a pandemic, and he wouldn't, be in, he wouldn't be in lockdown. He was just sent out of the wilderness to tend to a few sheep. And most of the time, those shepherds spent time alone, just like Moses on the backside of deserts and looking for places to lead the sheep for green pastures, still waters. And so, most of the conversation either was with the sheep, the rocks, are burning bushes. But God knew exactly where each one of them was at. And knew how to work for them. But you know what? When you live for God. And you got God's blessings and his favor on you. Even in those wilderness. And in those desert places. He can send you some exciting times. Really? Yeah. He sent David a line. Some of you need to get with me because you need it. Your soul needs it. It may be Wednesday night, but nobody's no tireder than I am. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I'm not going to use that for some crutch or an excuse. And I'm not going to sit up in there like I'm bored to death that I'm at the house of God. <laughs> I bet you if I got you a good John Wayne movie up there, you'd stay awake. Shame on pastor here. I'm being ugly, ain't I? <laughs> but it's the house of God, babe. This is a place where it can happen. This is a place where you can get the devil driven out of your life. This is a place where you can get the light to come on. If you feel like you haven't been in the dark and in the gloom, this is a place, buddy. This is a place where the light switch can go. It's amazing what that light switch can do. I mean, when you cut it off, darkness immediately comes. But when you cut it back on, hey, hey. <laughs> whoop, whoop. That's all it takes. Hallelujah. I ain't going to blow none. Y'all watch it, sin. <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't worry about God ain't gonna blow. God ain't gonna blow you up. Hallelujah. Don't worry about your neighbor. Don't worry about everybody else. And don't worry about it. it's Wednesday night. Uh, we got to get out of some of these preconceived ideas. Hallelujah. It's Wednesday night. God can fill somebody with the Holy Ghost tonight. He can heal the body. He can drive cancer out. He can give you a brand new heart. He can give you a brand new touch in your mind. Hallelujah. Bible. Amen. It's a promise in your book. A renewing of the mind daily. A renewing of the mind daily. Girding up the mind. Putting on the helmet of salvation. The hope of salvation. Hallelujah. We got we got to take it out of here. Hallelujah. You know when we're going to get to check out but we know for one thing we're going to get to check out right. <laughs> praise God you know what we may get checked out of here and most of the world don't even know for a little while we're gone we're just going to be gone in a moment twinkling my Poof. you know you hear people talk about planes are going to crash and I don't know that's God's business if he wants to wreck this place when he resurrects the church that's his business I know one thing. He's going to pull some folks out. Huh. You know, how, how amazing that would be for just a moment. You know, you pull up out here in the parking lot right before the rapture. You know, and you got that. I know you don't have it, but just, just let me play with you a little bit right now. But, but you got that split second. And all of a sudden, some bricks start coming off of this wall. What in the world? Didn't you? Oh, he's going to pull the bodies back. And you just don't know where. See, them bricks are made out of dirt. 
And we just don't know where all that dirt came from. And we just don't know who all locked up in them brick. But you can make on one thing. God's going to snatch them out when that moment comes. And that hour comes. <laughs> and all of a sudden you pull up to the house of God. And there's going to be. What happened to some of the bricks? And other things are gone. Because we use dirt to make it. And fashion formed it. And, and make things. And some of you don't like this. But come on man. With the house of God. Man we, we own the winning side. The devil, the devil is a loser. The devil is a loser. You hear me? Sin is a loser. The pleasures of the world is a loser. Hallelujah. We got the only thing that's sure. We got the only thing. Amen. That you can build upon. That you don't have to worry about the storms. Amen. Overcoming you. Overpowering you. Hey, I'm telling you. The Holy Ghost tonight. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. So let me preach to us for just a few minutes. I will watch the time because I'm not going to. I want to spend a little time back there. Just run some things by everybody. And those that's interested. If you're not, that's fine. You don't have to. But don't stand around and talk. You, you can go into fellowship. I'll go out in the parking lot. Stay in here. But when we group up out there, I'm going to run through it one time. I don't have to scream it three or four times, okay? I'm not being ugly. I'm just, I'm, I'm just everybody's time and all this other. And kind of just give you some ideas. It's not this isn't concrete. I'm just giving you some ideas of what we're looking at to try to do. Insurance is not going to help us, so we got to do it. Okay? That ain't no big deal. Ain't no big problem. Huh. I hope they call me between now and December, though. I get to talk to them. I'm going to be sweet. Huh. I am going to tell them we have considered not having y'all. Praise God. <laughs> Only reason we're keeping you around in case uh, God sends a tornado here and destroys both buildings or it burns down. Other than that, we really don't need y'all. Unless somebody wrecks. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. This ain't a business meeting. This is, uh, this is, amen. Psalms 131. You don't even have to stand. Lord, my heart is not haughty. How, what have we been told about that statement when we make that statement? Most of the time it means right the opposite. You know, when we start boasting and bragging about, hey, my heart's not haughty. It's not full of pride, man. But, but what's David here? His writings. Uh, most commentaries believe that uh, uh, he was accused often uh, throughout, especially as a young lad. We know that Elab, amen, amen, when he come to the battle, amen, accused him, you know, how naughty he was and coming out there. We, we know who we are. We're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. And, and so even with trying to attain the throneship of Israel and things of this nature, but we're going to see by the scriptures, it was a God thing, not a David thing. That's the reason David could write this psalm and sing this psalm and present it unto God in such a way, in such a manner. Matter of out of pureness of heart, pureness of motive, amen, his attitude, amen, his spirit, hallelujah. We're going to see by his actions that he, he was not out pursuing something that was not of God's heartbeat and God's will and God's calling, hallelujah. But, but the only reason he was in it, the only reason he was facing Goliath and the only reason he was going to attain this throne is because it was a God thing, not a David thing. That's the, that's the greatest life that all of us can live. Is to know that we're living in the calling, election, and will. The perfect will of God. Regardless of what it might be. Don't matter how small that society looks at it. Or how large. What position it might be. Don't make any difference. This is the greatest contentment and satisfaction. That you can find as you look at this particular Psalms right here. These three verses of contentment and, and happiness. And he makes it real to us in those last two verses how awesome and how powerful it really is when he relates it unto a child, a man that, that, that has been weaned from the mother, hallelujah that, that, anybody ever, ever watch some of that you know, little spoiled brat you can't get out of money and always whipping and crying and belly aching you know and all these good things and uh, hallelujah mama didn't fool up, put up with all that I'll be honest with y'all Man, it didn't bother her a bit. She said, hey, I'll give you something to cry about. Hallelujah. And she could and she would. And, and, and you know, I mean, sometimes uh, that's good for us. You know what? I believe God would allow that sometimes. Amen. I mean, when we just, you know, if we, 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 we you know, I'm trying to be good here tonight. I, I'm really, I'm trying to be good here tonight. Lord, my heart is not haughty. Nor my eyes are lofty. Neither do I exercise myself in great matters. This is a king. Going to be the king. I don't exercise myself in great matters. 
I don't pursue things that's beyond. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not after this with the, with the wrong ambition. Ambition can actually be one of the worst enemies even in the church. Oh, y'all gonna love me tonight. Praise God. Because if you got a lot of ambition, but it's really not according to God's will and God's call and God's purpose where we need to be in the body, it causes a whole lot more harm than good. Okay? And so, as, as we watch this, as we watch this letter, and, and our time, I won't take the time. I won't have the time. But I'm going to give you a few examples. Amen. Watch this with Moses. Uh, Numbers, the 12th chapter, talks about it. It's 15 verses. It dealt with the time of Miriam and Aaron. It dealt with the time that he got married. He got married to an Ethiopian woman. They didn't like that. And from all accounts, I would say by the judgment that fell on Miriam that she was the prime candidate. But Aaron was called up into it. And so whenever this transpired and took place, and the Bible says, look at the second verse of that. It said, and they said, have the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Have they not spoken also by us? And the Lord, watch this, and the Lord heard it. Bible says the Lord heard it. Moses didn't take on the conflict. Moses didn't, didn't, didn't take on the battle. What's, what's the next verse? And I know it's in parentheses, but the next verse. Now the man Moses was very meek above all the men which was upon the face of the earth. This is one of the times you can watch the great power of the meekness of this man. Because now this is his own brother and sister that has rose up against him. And questioning his qualifications, questioning his call. Are you the only one that God's going to speak to and speak through? Just who do you think you are? Who put you there? Because see, in Moses' eyes and his mind, he thought, you know, whenever if you go back to the whole ordeal of it, and whenever he came out, when the Egypt, a man was destroying, he, 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 he come against that Egypt and killed him for the Hebrew. And when he went out the next day with the two Hebrews, and he, he supposed, you know, that they would understood they, that, that who he was and what he was going to be called. And that's where he has to flee for 40 years now. And now we see him on a journey and what took place. But the Lord heard them. He calls him, he calls him a man to the temple. Moses, Miriam, and Aaron. When they get there, the God, the tabernacle, I mean, when they get there, it's kind of like if you read it close, Moses has to kind of stand back here. And he calls Miriam and Aaron. Speaks to them. And he tells them true. I speak to the prophets of dreams and things like this, visions, but not so with Moses. I speak to him mouth to mouth, face to face. And so as we watch this, we begin to see. Now, let me ask you something. Was Moses willing to take on this call? Was Moses willing to, when God moved upon him out of that burning bush and spoke to him through that angel, the voice of God, did Moses say, no problem, God, I got it. You said you'd be with me, no problem, man. You got confidence. I'm going to mess with y'all tonight. I'll tell you right now. You see, our world's built on pride and confidence and arrogance and a lot of these other things. And this, this, this psalm's right here totally gets every bit of it. So you need all of that, but you've got to keep it all in the right perspectives, in the right place. And, and the most important thing is making your calling an election. Hear what he said. Hear what the Apostle Peter said. Make your calling an election sure. Now, it's God's heartbeat that, that all would be saved. For God so loved the world. God gets no glory out of the wicked dying. It's his heart beating desire for everybody to go. But we know about the teaching of the Lord and all that. But all that's not God. But we, but, but we know that it's God's heartbeat. I mean, the plan will get it done. But here's, here's where you and I've got to make sure we get and stay. If we want contentment, 
We want satisfaction. And watch this. I'm preaching to the youngest one in this house. To the oldest one in this house. I'm preaching to the pastor in this house tonight. Because we're living in a world today. You know why we're so uh, uncontent and unhappy and unsatisfied and so split up and so divided and all this other? Huh. Too many people's too uncontent. You know what? I found out that most people, and thank God we don't have none here. We really don't. But people that, you know, go to church, to church, to church, to church, to church, to church, never can find the church. Uncontent, unsatisfied, always finding this or that, whatever. And sometimes it's logical, sometimes needful. We understand. So watch some of this. I'm trying to hurry at the same time, but watch. Okay, now we know that David was going to be called as a king. So I'm going to read the whole, whole three verses, and then I'm going to just go through some of it, all right? Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor my eyes are lofty. Neither do I exercise myself in great matters or in things too high for me. I don't want to ever get the attitude of the Spirit in living for God. That anything that He needs me to do, regardless of how low or high it might be, I'd be willing to do it in His presence and for His glory. Okay? Surely, I have behaved. Behaved there means calm. And quieted myself as a child that is weaned of his mother. My soul is even as a weaned child. My soul is content, satisfied. It's not only a roller coaster ride, it's, 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 it's content. Let me just use this little example. My son's got some puppies, just some little beagle puppies. They're, they'll be six weeks old this Friday. Or they're six weeks old this past Friday. He took mama out. They didn't like that. <laughs> he put her down two or three pins. You can go out there now. You can hear them. <laughs> you can ask my daughter. She went over the other day and she said, my goodness. But there's six of them. They'll line up on that gate. And then toward that pen where she's at. Get on top of that little pen. I mean, I ain't going to do what they're doing because they, it's just unbelievable. They're not happy. They're very uncontent. Now, we're going to have to give them a little while. And you know what? After a while, they'll forget about mama. And after a while, all that won't bother them. Okay? And so, David's writings here, as he writes this, now, some believe that this psalm possibly was during some of the most critical times of running from Saul. And some commentaries believe that, that possibly it was when his wife, Michelle, had ridiculed and made light of him when he was bringing the ark in. And he took out all that outer garment and danced and loved and worshipped God. I'm going to bring that scripture out in a few minutes because David brings that back to our attention. You know why? David lets her know, hey, sweetheart. This wasn't my idea. This is a God thing. Why am I saying all that? For we're born for such a time as this. And that's the reason we can, we can put on the whole armor of God. I'm going to tell you something. I thought about it today in prayer and just you know, taking care of the day's business. Could it be that the Christian church in America has just been at ease for just a little too long? I'm talking in general. There's really been no real persecution against the church. If it has, it's spiritually. Because we've got laws that keep men from, from coming in here and doing things to persecute the church. Could it happen? I'm not saying it is. 
could it happen that we're going to see a day that that's not going to always hold so true? What are we going to do then? But if our soul is satisfied and we believe in God. Uh, boy, I've been pondering some of this stuff. You know how God handled, you know, when man, when he goes into battle, those he don't kill and those he takes into prison and things of that nature, you know, they take them and want to do things. But when God fights a battle for you, if you remember what I mentioned about the angels and with Elisha the other night, what did he do with those he got captive? He took them to the, he took them to the city, didn't he? Gave them bread and water and fed them. And took them. He didn't harm not one single one of them. God fights his battles a little different. And he's going to help us fight this battle. If we'll just trust him, okay? Look at this. Guidelines for a king. This is from Moses. Many years prior there was ever a Saul and a David or a Samuel of any of that coming about. Moses' writings before they go into the promised land. In Deuteronomy 17, and it shall be with him, and he shall read therein all the days of his life, that he may learn to fear the Lord his God, to keep all the words of this law and these statutes, and to do them, that his heart be not lifted up above his brethren. That his heart be not lifted up above his brethren. One of the greatest manifestations of service is whenever you hold a position as a servant and a servant's heart. It's not with arrogance. It's not with high-mindedness. It's understanding where the gifts came from. It's an understanding who's doing the anointing. It, it's an understanding that I'm, I'm cured by the grace of God. It's not of my own doings. It's not of my own strength or power ability. It's God's grace. It's activated and working daily in my life. I know there's struggles and battles and deserts to go across and mountains to climb and enemies and opposition. Brother Barry made that clean either, but boy, this service and spiritual warfare that's going on and, and how they're taking the opportunity and, and, uh, of, of bombarding people all across our lands. But at the same time, I'll tell you something. If you'll just really learn how to get in that prayer closet. Pull that door shut and build a fellowship and a relationship with God. You'll find contentment and satisfaction and peace right there that you won't find in any drug, that you won't find in anything the world's got to offer, that you won't find in any other friendship. You won't find it only of them cell phones and Facebook and social media or none of those places. Are you hearing me tonight? Could it be that God's allowing the thing to sift out and to just see what's going to come out now? What's going to overcome? Everybody couldn't be a Moses and everybody couldn't be a David. You know the difference between David and Saul and I think it was Uzziah, the other king? Both of those kings, you watch Saul. When Saul, the pressure got on him, but he, and the enemy was coming against him. He would what? Forced himself to take on also what? The priest role. Trying to sacrifice. Trying to get a move of God. Stepping out of his calling. Stepping out of what he was elected to do. Instead of just trusting God and the man of God. He would take it on his own. David. Now watch this. Do you think David was ever under the pressure that Saul was against the enemy? But you won't ever read where David ever would try to take on that role ship by force. I get the ephod. I got to hear it. That guy's been burned over. I got to hear from God. But he wouldn't take it on the priesthood of getting a lamb and offering sacrifice in a place he wouldn't call. No, he said, I'm called to be a king, not a priest. 
finding our place in the body. Finding our place in the call. Finding our place in the election. Finding such contentment and satisfaction. Regardless of what that, if that's a finger, a little toe, or an ear, or a nose, wherever God you want me in this body and in this kingdom, that's where I want to be. Because if I'm there, God, there's no greater contentment, no greater satisfaction. And God, you help me. You help me not to desire things that's not in your will, in your call, in your election. But you help me find that place. Hallelujah. Because if I know I'm walking in your heartbeat and I'm listening to your voice, I won't have to worry about everybody else at all. I don't have to have the glimmer. I don't have to have the trumpets. I don't have to have any of those things. And they may come. They may come. But you know what? That won't be. That won't be what really blesses you. It's knowing what brings satisfaction to you and contentment to you. Amen. You know what's going on? It's knowing, hey, I'm in the will of God. I'm in the heartbeat of my maker. I'm pleasing him above everything and everybody else. Hey, you remember, y'all heard me talk about the guy, a man that was the little, little boy that was out on the streets and going from, from can to can. And, and he had an old tour of uh, violin and he was all you know half the strings is broken all this good stuff and he was living out of garbage cans and I can't remember the, the real God the real violin anyway he was looking out a window one day and watching him and he, he questioned he said who's that little boy and he found out who he was he went he gets that little boy and he takes that violin and he fixes that violin and starts to teach him how to play that thing and finally this the young boy I wish I could remember who his name was but I wouldn't know all about all that but anyway he became one of the well known violinist players of all the world and so you know one day one night he was there performing Hallelujah. And the crowd noticed, you know, just like the crowd here. But he kept his eyes up. Man, he's playing, buddy. He's getting at everything he's got. And the crowd couldn't really understand what's going on. Because he wasn't even acknowledging them. But all of a sudden, when they turn around and look up, up in the balconies, there stood that old teacher. There stood the one, amen, that took out the time. Amen. And, and rebuilt that old violin. And took out the time to teach him and instruct him. He wasn't worried about pleasing the crowd. He was worried about pleasing the one that pulled him out of the trash piles. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. We're not worried about satisfying our peers and satisfying everybody else. Because they the one that's going to pull you out of the trash piles. Only one that's going to do that is the one called Jesus Christ. And under his anointing and under his divine touch and under his spirit, hallelujah, he's a lifter of our souls. Hallelujah, he's the one that puts peace. He's a prince of peace. He's the one that puts satisfaction in you that you can't find any other place. He's the one, amen, that's going to get us out of here. He's the one we're going to meet in the clouds. Hallelujah, it's by his name we're going to be healed. It's by his name that our sins are washed away. It's by his name that we're made overcomers. Hallelujah, I'm willing to suffer for the name. Hallelujah, because he's the one that's made me who I am by his grace. So that's what Paul helps us to understand. As we watch some of this really begin to, to unfold, there's, I've heard a common, I've heard a preacher one time preach on this, and I'm just not totally sold to their. Um, Basically, they felt like that, that Jesse kid David, that, uh, that he was trying to protect him and didn't want him to be known. And, but you know what? My personal opinion was he just wasn't thought of. Except God. <laughs> and so when you go to the first Samuel, the 16th chapter, and you watch the anointing that takes place on David. Thank God that Samuel, Samuel knew the voice of God. He knew the heart of God. He didn't have the Holy Ghost, but uh, this voice and the spirit that moved upon him. In his early days, whenever he jumped up for two, three times going to Esau, and finally on the third time, man, Esau said, here I am, Lord, tell him. And, and, so, and so now, after 40 years and this time of serving with Israel and working, man, and, and, and hearing the voice of God, and, and Saul's being rejected, and he sends him, amen, to, to, to anoint the king that the Lord has chosen. And so they're going through the sun to watch it when he first walks up and they're going to make a sanctify him and having a sacrifice. And he allowed the oldest as the first to come up. And if you read the scriptures, you're going to find out that the man of God looks upon him and says, hey, surely this is the man. He's head and shoulder above everybody else by his countenance, by his appearance. Hey, man, this has got to be the man that God's going to put his own on. But thank God Samuel could hear the voice of God. And God said, nope. That's not the man. And so he goes through the process. About seven or eight brothers. Hallelujah. And all of them's rejected. Finally, the man of God says, is there not any more sons? Uh, yeah. By the way, there is. 
There's one, a man out in the wilderness tending to the sheep. We didn't consider him because he's out there doing, you know, that job that really nobody else wants to do. And he's back off out there where nobody sees him except God. And he's back there, amen, with his harp. He's just playing and watching the sheep and enjoying life and content and happy and just living life up. But your lion show up. Now, according to Elab, there was only a few sheep. But you watch David. You watch his attitude and spirit about caring for what God's blessings. Those sheep belong to daddy. And how you feel about daddy's stuff is how you, there's really a good resemblance of how you feel about God's stuff. <laughs> and so when that line would show up to take just one little lamb, he said, oh no, not even one. And it didn't matter which one it was. It didn't matter which little you, it, it belonged to. It didn't matter which parent it belonged to. Come on, church. That's where you and I've got to get. And that's where we have to stay. About these little darlings. It doesn't matter who, what's their last name is. And I'm going to tell you something else. And that's the same way we need to pray about this community. God, you see them. You see where they're at. Their struggles, their battles, their heartaches. But God, I'm binding. I'm binding up those spirits, those rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places in our community. I'm binding God. I pray every, every drug addict there is and drug lord there is. I, I pray confusion in their camp. I pray that their plans fail. Amen. The cars break down. Or... Oh, that's fine. Well, you go ahead. I'm telling you, we can do more than the sheriff can do. I'm telling you, by prayer and calling on God, we can do more for this community than all of them put together. I'm not against them. I'm for them. I'm praying for them too. But I'm telling you, we the ones that can make a difference with earnest, sincere prayer for these babies. Hallelujah. To drive those spirits and drive those powers out of our communities. So as we watch... David, after being anointed, and I know I'm skipping around, but 1 Samuel 17, 15 says this about him. But David went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. He didn't, he didn't let that affect him, allow a spirit to get a hold of him. I'm too good to go back to my roots. See, that's what's wrong with a lot of people. Well, I'm fixing. You know what's wrong with a lot of your politicians? They forget the roots. They forget where they was from and where they came from and how they got where they was at. Huh. Oh, God, help us never to forget how you pulled us out of that miry clay. How you brought the liberty into our lives. And, and your mercy and grace along this journey. We've all had to have it. We've all got to have it. Amen. And that's the reason we want to work together. That's the reason we want to edify and build up one another and strengthen one another. Amen. You know why? Because I want everybody in this house to make it. I want everybody in this community to make it. I want to do everything that we possibly can. Hallelujah. To show compassion and mercy and grace and long-suffering. Hallelujah. Come on, God. God, I help you. You just got to believe with me. You just got to join with me. I don't know how many I've told this week and they all kind of just nigger and look at me and they talk about that storm. I said, why don't you buy with me and try to ask God to drive in the seat. That's a problem. I tell you, that's a problem. Have we got any power on this earth or not? Have we got any authority? Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. You didn't you, you got to have money. You ain't got to have money. What you got to have is a prayer life. What you got to have is believing and taking God at His word. And He's going to do what He said He was going to do. And you know what? He said He'd protect us. He'd lead us. He'd guide us. He told me, I thought about that. I thought about that so much this week. You told me in the scriptures, if I drank any deadly thing, it wouldn't harm me. I was doing something here the other day and some poison. Somehow or another, I've done something dumb. Hey, and it. That's a 
well, what you said. <laughs> so we fix it. See, maybe that's what's wrong. Huh? <laughs> Hallelujah! No, God's good. We just gotta trust Him. Just gotta keep believing. Now, watch this. If he doesn't, you know what? He said he'd never leave me nor forsake me. So, amen. If I got to go through the process, Sister Lynn, that's what I was talking about. If I got to go through the process, you know what? He can touch every doctor. He can touch every nurse. He can touch every, every technician that's going to take, you know, be examined and look at to make sure they make the right calls and make the right decisions. Amen. You know, they're not perfect. They got to have God's help. Hallelujah. And you know what? God's blessing and God's anointing upon it. I tell you, there's a far better outcome of it. Hey, I read that in the Reader's Digest one time years and years ago. They've done a test where they put the same ones, the same surgery, same situation, and put another group over here. One group they prayed for, intercede for, the other group they didn't do nothing for. This group they prayed for, recovered quickly. Some of them, amen, done everything. It was just unbelievable. This is in a reader's digest. Well, guess what? It's in the Word of God. Hallelujah. So when you pray without waver, without doubting, praying, you know, God, you're going to make a difference here. You're going to come to our rescue. You're going to fight our battles. You're going to help us. You know why? Because God loves us tonight. He loves us in this house. So, so, Ask him, how could David face a Goliath? Comes into the camp. You know, he, got, he got accused again of coming for the wrong reason. It wasn't even David's idea to go to the camp. Daddy sent him. God, you know I, I didn't pursue this. God, you know my uprisings and my downfalls. You know the intent of my heart. I believe it's Psalms 139. He goes through the list. <laughs> you know God. That's the reason he could write this psalm. That's the reason he could sing this song. <laughs> David, even when he took. That's the reason to watch him. That's the reason he never used the action of violence to take Saul out. Even when his own men. In the cave, persuaded him, take him. God delivered him to you, take him. That's not my anointed. God's got his way. God's got it. You're talking about a soul that was content and satisfied. David was. Oh, he made his mistakes, he dropped the ball. He got involved in some things he shouldn't. <laughs> but you never see even in those times. You never read where David bowed his knees to an idol. Or called on another God. And when God would send the man of God to him. And point his finger in his face as a king. And tell him, said, you're the man. David you're right. He wouldn't try to cover it up. He didn't try from that point he didn't. He didn't try to cover it up. He didn't try to hide it. But he started repenting. Trying to make it right. That's the reason David could write this song in such a way. I'm, 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 I'm fixing to finish. Give me, I'm going to bypass a lot of here. But I'm going to finish up with just a few things. I mentioned some of this just the other day. So uh, I'm going to just bypass just a few things. A few things in the New Testament that we can look at. One thing that Jesus made brought to our attention. He says, when thou art bidden of any man to a wedding, sit not down in the highest room, lest a more honorable man than thou be bidden of him. We need to make that a common practice. You know, I don't want to always have to be the one that's, you know, ushered in and got to be this. and I, gotta, I don't have to be the one that parks in the door. I'm not talking about if you're handicapped or if you're an elder. I'm talking about people that's more than able. There's a difference in being lazy. If you pull up her because you're lazy. That's what you pay me good money for. <laughs> Preach to you. <laughs> if you pull up her and lazy and you're not considered about the seniors and you're not considered about the handicapped and the other... Praise God. I'd much rather park off out here somewhere myself. Some of the bandits don't understand. We go over here and I park over in the field. 
I said, but he won't hurt us to walk. I said, be odd. I said, hey, we'd like to say older people and lazy people park. <laughs> no, I don't tell him that. <laughs> I don't tell him that. I'm just kidding. Well, would somebody like you today? Isn't it great to be in the house of God? Man, I feel a joy in my spirit tonight. I know the community's kind of down and out. They had a storm and we got a lot of problems. And, you know, we, we, we have to cut trees and we have to rake. And we have to, but, you know, what? I feel good tonight. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. You hear me? Everything's going to be all right. You know what? These babies. You know what? The best way we can help them, Brother Barry, is when we come here. Everything's going to be all right, babies. You just worship God with me. You just magnify the Lord. Everything's going to work out. God's working. We're going to love Him. We're going to worship Him. We're going to magnify Him. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord's going to fill the house. And the joy of the Lord's going to touch our hearts. Even on a Wednesday night, we're going to have a, a midweek Wednesday night drunk. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sure help me get through the week, rest of the week. I wore out some amens here tonight. Philippians 2 and 3. Let nothing be done through strive or vain glory. Let nothing be done. Nothing we do. Now watch this. The calling, the elections, the gifts that are given to each and every one of us. They are not to edify self. They are given to us to edify the body. To serve the body. To build up the body. Go look, study the gifts out. The tongues, interpretations, discernments. All of them, all nine of them. is to edify, to build, to instruct, to strengthen. That's what it's about. That's the reason David done what he'd done for Israel. For God's people. When he got there, if you remember, let me tell, let me tell that older brother Eli. Is there not a cause? I mean, he's defying our God. It's not about us. It's about God. And we make, we make sure it's about God and not about us. Makes all the difference in the world. If I'm going to participate in the community and, and, and perform things and work things. Huh, I'll tell you something. I think it's very important right up in that hardware store that I conduct myself like a Christian. A godly person. Okay. I think it's very important. I remember just, it's been a few weeks ago, had a little situation come up. A lady come in there, wanted some money back. I wasn't there, didn't know what happened, didn't know how it all unfolded. Uh, talked to her a few minutes, another guy was standing off out there. I didn't know he was paying us any attention, kept working. Finally, anyway, I worked the deal out and after got through and, and, and she left. He walked, up that place, he walked up to that deal. He said, man, he said, yeah, you handled that very wise. I thought to myself, oh no, it's the Holy Ghost. Because really on the inside of me, I was thinking, hey, girl, God, you got to help me. I handle this right. I mean, that old flesh part of me, you know how it is. I mean, that's all of us. We're just not sure. And it's not my money. And, and, you know, people won't try to, you know, you think the worst. Everybody's trying to get the best of you. I don't know if she paid this or not. I don't know if she does. But, but God did. God did. And so we put on a smile and we just, God helped us. God helped us work it. God will help us, folks. God will help us on jobs. God will help us. Did you know that God will show us favor with our enemy? Have you ever worked for somebody that nobody else couldn't hardly work for, but God blessed you and put you there, and they're looking around thinking, how the world you work so good? That guy, he must like you. You know, it's a God thing. You forgot. I'm an epistle of God. I'm a child of God. I'm a representation of the kingdom of God. We walk different. We talk different. We respond different. I'm content. I'm happy. If he takes it off, it's okay. He can give it back. Come on, I got Job. I can back that up. If he takes it all, if he blows in here and blows all these stones away, guess what? He'll give us the field, new buildings. We'll have to do a little work. A little planning. Got to help us. Got to help us. That's what David. Time after time, 
even in the turmoil with his families, different ones, sons, and things. He could always trust God. He could always trust God. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in loneliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. Watch this. You, everybody knows the turmoil that's going on. And who's going to be what before it's over with. And I know if we took a vote tonight. That the one it's. But. If Mr. Biden becomes the president. You and I have an obligation. To pray for that man. And pray that God would bless him. Help him. To do what's right. God. <laughs> All right. What's this? That shows where we're really at. That shows our real heart, our real spirit. What do you mean by that? We're going to go back here and make some decisions tonight. I'm just using this as an example, okay? And so we're going to decide what we're going to do. And somebody, you know, you can't do it 50 ways. Okay? So 49 is not going to get to do it their way. But when we finally decide the way to do it, what should everybody do? If it was your idea or not. The real, honest, sincere spirit. I'm going I'm to get in there. I'm going to work as hard as I can to make this work. Make it successful. That's what David's writing about. It was never a David thing. Even though he was promised that his seed would never lose the throne. Watch Saul. Saul got so wrapped up in himself that he lost it for his whole family. You know why some churches blust up and it goes to nothing? Because it became a family thing or an individual thing and, and wouldn't be, it quit being a God thing. I don't know how many times I've told you you could take my name off the sign because the only name that really counts anything is that name called Jesus out there. None of the rest of them. Don't matter. Doesn't matter if we... Doesn't matter if we was the first one to put the first shovel right out here. I didn't do it for myself. We've done it for the kingdom. We've done it for the representation of Jesus Christ. We've done it so this community could have a lighthouse and have a church. We didn't do it just. We're not building self-kingdoms. It's a kingdom already that we've been brought into. And that's where it's got to stay. That's what's got to be the heartbeat. That's the same running any business. Or y'all looking at me? Anything you get involved in? I'm going as a vessel of God. Servant of God. Because I find more satisfaction in that. Than what money can give me. Positions can give me. And you know what? There's some in here. You, you're holding some very powerful positions. And you may have some more powerful ones coming. But you got to make sure you keep it who you represent, who it's for. It's not about you. If it's about you, God pulled the rug out from you. Amen. The true colors come out. Ooh, I'm hurrying. I'd like to talk about. Watch this, Philippians 1.15. Some indeed preach Christ even of envy and strife. They're preaching Christ. Out of envy and strife, they're preaching Christ. That's the driving spirit, the driving force. That's what Paul says. Some also of goodwill. One preached Christ of contention, not sincerely supposing to add affliction to my body. 
but the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. What then? Notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. <laughs> That'll preach him from that way. Guess what? Never know. If you preach the word, it can fall on somebody. You got any proof of that, Jordan? I got proof of this. Hey, some are part of the roots of this church right here. Came under someone that was living in adultery. And could preach this book from cover to cover. But they came through. Now the preacher didn't. He fell finally. When he was revealed. Now what's the difference? How do you remember when I said that about that brother Mallory that used to be at Pace, Florida? It would confuse me sometime. You'd feel the, 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 the presence of God in it and all. I just got to ask God. I said, God, what's the deal? This man don't preach full gospel, full truth now. He said, my word's true. No matter if he comes out of a donkey's mouth, a rooster's mouth, or an unbeliever. He preaches truth. You can't stop that. And you can't stop the anointing of it. And the power to deliver. And if it falls on the soil... And they have an ear to hear the word as the word of God. Guess what? They're coming. They're coming. Because there's nothing more powerful than this right here. The word of God. I'm closing. I done passed my time really. But I'm just, I mentioned this the other night. Philip. Acts 8 chapter. Man having a revival. Having a move of God. But you know what? An angel visit him. Now watch this. If you go back and study that revival, watch this. He does all the lead work. Seeing all the miracles, devils being cast out, people being baptized in water, not spirits yet, but water, both men and women. But nobody receiving the Holy Ghost until Peter and John shows up. They come and lay hands on them. And they receive hope. You know, he could have got an attitude. I can't believe them. Them big shots come from Jerusalem and have to come down here and lay hands on my. I've been down here eight weeks and day in and day out fighting devils and. Yay! I feel good tonight. But you know what? He understood what Paul was saying. Paul named himself an Apollos. He said, one water, one plants. God gives the increase. He said, we're nothing. We're just ministers of God. That's all we are. We're just some old earthen vessels that's got a hold of the kingdom and obeying God. And, and you know what? We're content. We're happy. Hmm. You see, when you get there, that paycheck doesn't mean as much as it did. And have the effect on you. Because only this God can cause you to be so calm as, as wind from the mother. So set free, so, so content, so satisfied. If we're not careful, we'll kill ourselves to try to stay with the. Ain't no Joneses here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Or whoever it might be. See that's the reason the church. He said. When they come in with their fancy clothes. And all this other. Oh we're going to place them in a high seat. We're going to put them. Man that's a big tie player. Hey y'all boys. You bunch of young people. No way. We welcome them all. The rich and the poor. The black and the white. We're going to welcome them all. Because every one of them is a soul. And every one of them means something to God. And that's really what counts. When it's all said and done. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. We're just going to let you be dismissed. Got any announcements? Don't forget about knives if you had not done it. Sister Mallory. Children's broken practice tomorrow night at 6.30. Okay, parents.
Sister Joyce, sign-up sheet in the back of the church. What they signing up for? Love you, appreciate you. God bless you. Just wish to fear the Lord. Ben or anyone that like to hear what I will tell you back here. And, and tonight, I'm just throwing it out there that we can kick around a few ideas. But uh, we're going to try to do something about this canopy back here, okay? God bless you.